Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is. I'm glad you're here. I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devotional, and we are on Genesis 26, 12 through 22. We are where uh, the brother Isaac is in the land of Gerar. He sojourned to this land, and we had the little slight incident that occurred with him and Abimelech. Really, it, it was Isaac, you know, doing his thing. But we are moving on to another um, event that happens here because God blesses Isaac, man. I mean, obviously it is not because of what he has done because he has been false or uh, showed falsehood to Abimelech and that t- country. And he's like, man, bringing shame or not shame, but bringing guilt upon this country, man, the people of this this country. And so God increases him, and it's because of his father, Abraham. We're going to see all that as we read. So if you haven't uh, checked it out, read Genesis 26, 12 through 22, and uh, check it out, see what it has to say, stop the tape, and then come back, and we'll answer the four questions. If uh, you've already read it, man, we're going ahead, and we're going to just go, go ahead and dive in and see what it has to say. So what is uh, the author writing? What is actually going on with this passage? Well, in it, it says that Isaac became super rich. It's, uh, he just started to to make money, you know what I mean, in terms of how money or wealth is seen back then. He he gets more um, sheep, he gets more cattle, he gets more servants. And so because of this, uh, the people of Philistine got jealous, you know, and because of that jealousy, they stop up the wells that Abraham had uh, made beforehand that are Isaac's now. They stopped him, man. And the reason they did this is because maybe they thought by stopping up these wells, he would not be able to increase in the wealth. But God just be blessing Isaac because of who he is, the son of Abraham, the seed of Abraham, who God promised he was going to bless. And he just continues to bless him anyway. So much so that Abimelech, the king, comes and he's like, man, you got to go, bro. He's like, you're getting too strong for us, man. You, you, you got to leave. We can't have you here. And w- what does Isaac do? He just he just goes. Uh, he doesn't make no qualms about it. He leaves. He goes. And then he begins to dig wells that those that the people had stopped up, he digs them back up. And when he digs these wells up, the people uh, of Philistine, of Philist, Phil, Philistia, the Philistines uh, say, no, that's my well. That's my well. They debo that well. And then they did this twice, and then on, on the third one, they uh, Isaac just goes ahead and allows it to happen. You know what I mean? He's he's calm, cool, and just moves on to another place, to another well, to be able uh, to furnish the supplies necessary, the nourishing necessary to take care of his people, his cattle, and all that stuff. But they, they do it again. He, he goes and he digs one, and they say, no, that's my well. That's my well. And then finally, he goes to a uh, place and he digs a well and nobody does anything against him. They do not strive or contend against him. What they do is leave him alone. And he calls that that well Rehot. I mean, see, I, I, I get uh, some of these words coming out all, all sideways in my mouth, guys. Sorry about that. But uh, they they call it... Um, Rahovot. That's it. Rahovot, I believe. And so, um, which means open spaces or uh, abundant growth. And so, 
this last one, it says that God increased his area and that he was fruitful in the land. And so sometimes, you know, um, what, so sometimes, you know, you got to wait for your blessing. You know what I mean? I think that's what, that's what you got to do. So what is God doing in this? What, well, what, what is God's, uh, picture shown in this? I think his character is this, is he's moving even when we don't see it. See, I think Isaac was kind of weary about what was going on thinking, man, why are they keep trying to take the stuff that is rightfully mine? And he could be angry over this. He could be despondent over this, but instead he just moves on. We don't see in the text any kind of uh, animosity that he sets against these people because of the things that they're doing. He just moves on. And then in that moving on, in that process, he comes to a land where God just blesses him, that he becomes fruitful. And he would have not received the fruit of that blessing, save for the animosity that was brought to him by the Philistines to continue him on his journey to find that place. And so God is moving. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we be tripping. Like, why is this happening? What's going on? Why are the stakes so high? Why are the, the pressure so tough? Why is the scene so scary? But it's because God is moving in us in a way that we can be blessed, that he can make us fruitful. So what's to say about man is be patient and gracious. I think that's an important character of what Isaac is doing as he is being patient and gracious with these people. I mean, he knows his situation. Just, just think you just, some random dude shows up at your place and then he starts just increasing in wealth. He just starts prospering, starts gaining all the popularity, the coolness and everything. He already know that people are going to be upset. People are going to be mad. And so I think a part of what Isaac is doing is recognizing or seeing himself in other person's foots. Uh, feet, shoes. I don't know how you say that. But anyway, I think that's what we should do as man, as, as people of God, is that we should be looking in the eyes of those who are not in Christ. We, we should see how they're living and recognize that they wouldn't know how to act because they don't have the spirit of God within them. And so we need to be patient and gracious, seeing them in the way that they see things in their eyes and their worldview. And then, and then secondly, just follow God. Isaac is just doing what he's supposed to do. He's living upright. And for us, I think that's what we should be doing is just living upright and faithful. How do we apply these truths of knowing that God is moving? It's called sovereignty. I said God is moving even when we don't see it. That's sovereignty. So recognizing God's sovereignty and then also that we should be patient and gracious and just follow him. Well, I think what we should do with that is that we should take the time to know that, that God is in our life, that he is controlling things and moving things to bring us that blessing, even when we don't see it. And when I say that blessing, first and foremost, I mean molding us into the image of Christ. That's the goal. That is what we're supposed to be, is, is we're supposed to be glorified. That means we're going to be looking like Christ, walking in the manner that he walks and helping to rule this world according to his way. 
And the only way we can do that is if we have the mind of Christ and the actions of Christ. And so we are being moved to look like that. Now, that doesn't mean that blessings can't be something else either. It could be uh, riches. It could be uh, popularity. It could be all of those things. But that is not the primary thing. What the blessing is, it is that we look like Christ. Because in the end, looking like Christ may make us look like, uh, uh, you know, the guy with the the cut fingertips on his gloves and then got the little folded up beanie on his head, having to stand before a barrel of heat. We could be poor. We could be despondent. We could be uh, um, just in dire straits. But we will be blessed because the Lord will be with us. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will see you in the next episode.